I always thought of the term trophy wife as being something positive. I would be delighted to be known as a trophy wife. I want to be trophy wife. You know, there's no question about that. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a trophy wife. Yes, I am the trophy wife. I love it. Dear listener, and welcome to this, our 89th episode of Lapsed Gamer Radio, a show where we get to demonstrate how softcore you can be and still enjoy the hobby. You heard me, YouTubers everywhere. It's a hobby, not a way of life, so try going outside and getting one. As self-proclaimed king of the softies, I'm your host, Kevin Moore, and that's at Kevney on the Twitters and Things, and joining me is Mark, who's at Damocles693. Hello, Mark. Hello. And at corn underscore wolf, Ali Cornwall. Hello, Ali. Hello. We're going to discuss in-game trophies in a short while, but we'll play a little bit catch-up first. The price is just about right. I have a strong feeling this is going to be a short segment this week because I'm too tight. Mark's given all his money to charity because of all the new and shiny over the last few weeks. So that just leaves you as king of the bargain hunters this week by my reckoning, Ali. Uh, well, bargain hunter might be a, a bad thing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's not in my front pocket or a basket. I think I've got a trolley since the last time I was on. <laughs> a container load. Yeah, where to start? Um, so I picked up uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Which is very good. I'm just trying to think. Oh, Super Mario Odyssey. Picked up that. Nice. Again. Good man. Very good. Uh, it's the first Mario game, believe it or not, I've played outside of Mario Kart since then 64 version, possibly. Wow. Mm. Nice. Other than having a little go, I, I might have played the one on the Wii. Oh, what, Galaxy? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, Galaxy was so good. I suppose that's the closest we've got to Odyssey. Yeah. So, yeah, not played a Mario game for a while. Really enjoying it, but just time and trying to spread that among lots of games, as we'll talk about in shortly. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, my recent purchase of a Xbox One X, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a bit. Yeah, and the, the, the debacle that came with that, and thank you, Amazon. But then again, woohoo game, but, you know. <laughs> game? <laughs> Uh, what they, they saved my bacon my god that's a first normally it's lost off at the back of a lorry somewhere in Ireland no that's Amazon this time hey I have actually picked up a bargain ah there we go I yeah. knew it <laughs> picked up Dishonored 2 standalone DLC Death of the Outsider for nine ninety nine. Ah, I was just about to say that's pretty cheap so yeah don't be grudgy that and I you know I love me some Dishonored <laughs> I'm surprised neither of us have picked up the little expansion for hitman yet mark i will get round to it for sure i will it's just it's just too much at the moment to be yeah. honest that's the problem it's that time of year isn't it everything's sort of bottlenecked towards yep. this time of year and nobody's got any time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. we're all too busy working to pay for the games yeah well it's not just obviously you've got <laughs> christmas as well so either everywhere's got busy or you've then got to go and visit your family that you visit once a year Ugh. And buy presents and Ugh. Yeah. I'm tapping out now. If anybody wants me, I'm in my bunker. 
Well, bouncing swiftly on then. Let's go to as recently played. Let's find out who's been playing what. I've not been playing a lot, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so, Mark, go on, fill us in. See if you've been playing anything over the last week. More Call of Duty World War Two. I have actually now dipped into the campaign, and it's visually impressive. That's about it. No, <laughs> it's good. It's just like it's very, very by the numbers. It's like it's a greatest hits of World War Two stuff. Here's the Normandy beach landings from Saving Private Ryan. You remember that? Well, this isn't quite as good as that, but, you know, you remember that. Here's um, the assault on the the artillery at the orchard from um, Band of Brothers. It's not quite as good as the bit from Band of Brothers, but it's very similar, you know, and it just goes on like that. Have they still got the assault on Jakku on that one as well, then? Jakku? I thought that was... Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> <laughs> up to date as always Kev love it yeah absolutely finger pulse yeah mm. no no this is this is your WW2 with the, the Nazis and the beach landings and uh, uh, America did everything apparently now nah, now nah, that's Wolfenstein yeah. surely I imagine Wolfenstein 2 has got a far superior campaign in terms of storytelling <laughs> to World War 2 but the multiplayer is still really really good like I was saying last week it's kind of stripped back a bit and it's slowed down after increasingly ridiculously over the top futuristic installments in the last few years have just gotten more and more fast and just frantic and not particularly fun this feels a little bit more down to earth a little bit more like the heyday of modern warfare and modern warfare 2 and they've added in some interesting modes like the war mode where you can play the normandy beach landings but in multiplayer so you've got like one squad of six players plus a bunch whole bunch of ai soldiers assaulting uh, the bunkers on normandy and then the other team are defending them and then you switch around and try the different role and stuff like that's quite fun hmm. uh it's yeah it's the most fun i've had with the call of duty in a while did you play call of duty 2 because that was world war 2 based yes it was yeah and one of the maps from cod 2 has been brought back uh, Karen Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is also features heavily in uh, an episode of Panda Brothers. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that's <laughs> going to be in the campaign at some point as well. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit more like that, you know, the old classic cod just with lots and lots of ridiculous weapon skins and and loot boxes and whatnot they have said today i think it was or last night on the twitters mm-hmm. that they're uh, investigating or, or they're about to do some big upgrade to some yeah. servers or something um for me that's been the biggest disappointment because you would have thought that like them and blizzard and stuff that have been in this game for years would know how to set up a server from the start overwatch just worked and overwatch yeah. had a ridiculously huge yeah, yeah. Um, player yeah. base the first go- and this was like a first time blizzard first person shooter activision have been making cod games year after year after year for so long now and every single year they're they're plagued by server problems when it first comes out like do you remember that episode of Faulty Towers with the woman with the hearing aid? And she says <laughs> yep. she never turns it on because it runs the battery down. <laughs> That's Activision with their servers. Like, they never spin up enough <laughs> to handle the demand of a new <laughs> Call of Duty. It's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, off the back of that, I went back and I've been playing some more Battlefield 1. We've added in some new content because it's the um, centenary of the Russian Revolution. There's some new 
operation modes. The operations are the two teams of 32 um, players on opposing sides of what was a real conflict. So one of them is the Russians pushing back the Germans on the Eastern Front right before the revolution happened. And then another one is a series of battles between the White Army and the Red Army during the Russian Revolution. And I hadn't played it for a while, but going back into it, you play that game with the headset on and the volume turned up. And dice are the masters of like audio-visual impact in a first-person shooter. So I've been having a lot more fun with that. The only other thing really I've been playing, apart from chipping away more at the, the end game stuff, Mario Odyssey and chipping away more on um, Assassin's Creed Origins, is I have finally finished the raid in uh, Destiny 2 and unlocked the Platinum. So now I've done the whole thing. I have experienced everything that Destiny 2 has to offer so far until the new expansion comes out in, what, a month as a, I have to say, as a complete package, now I've experienced everything. It is, in some ways, a lot better than Destiny 1 was, but also a lot emptier. Every week, you've got lots of things to do. You've got that tick list. You've got to get your powerful engram. You've got the do the nightfall, do play some crucible, um, go and do the flashpoint, do this, do that, blah, 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 do the raid, play some um, Trials of the Nine. But the stuff that we used to enjoy doing in destiny one like just jumping into a strike playlist and just grinding away at strikes in the hope of getting some decent loot nobody does that nobody goes into the crucible except when they need to nobody goes out and spends that much time out in the open world social hub areas no so when the flashpoint went on a particular week say the flashpoints on nessus you won't be able to find you'll hardly find anyone on any other planets because everyone's on nessus doing the flashpoint and so it's made it a lot more accessible mm-hmm. for casual players, a hell of a lot more accessible, but also meant that there's, for people who did enjoy spending a little bit more time and there, there's less to do in a weird way. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, really, because when Destiny 1 came out, I played almost nothing else for about six months. Now I've experienced everything that Destiny's got to offer at the moment, and I'll jump on once a week for a raid. And I'm all right not jumping in and doing the rest. I've got all three characters at 3.05. I don't need to keep jumping in and keep grinding away. So it's made the end game thing uh, a lot easier, which I suppose for a lot of people who like to spend a lot of time in that game, it's meant that the end game's also a little bit more empty. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird because although they've made it more accessible... So someone like Kev, if he likes first-person shooters, cool. probably not the best example. Um, yeah. But for, for someone that may be a bit lapsed or hasn't got as much time, that they could get to that cap mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, without grinding it too much, as long as they could do the raid and things and get into those bits. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that have got a little bit more time to put into it, we're putting it into other games, I guess. Yep. Because... Once you've done it, you've done it. Obviously, that's probably a bad thing from the point of view of Bungie and uh, Activision, but uh, I prefer living in this sort of situation where I do actually have time. Well, I've managed to, to get everything out of Destiny in its current state that I can and that I want to, but I've still got time to play other games. I'm sure that the extra content that they're going to add in is going to add more and keep us coming back for more and they may take some of the feedback on board similar to what we're saying I'm sure a lot of people are saying it and, and they're quite good at responding to things like that so hopefully you know it'll make us want to play it a bit more but yeah we'll see I'm going to write up a review now I've done everything uh, so I'll, I'll try and put my thoughts into a more <laughs> c- 
coherent form and put that up on the website as soon as possible uh, but yeah that's that's about all i've been playing moving swiftly on then ali you must have a boatload of stuff because it's been ages since you've been on yeah so uh, like mark been playing a lot of destiny 2 but dropped off that a little bit till the update and then i guess start with the big one um so finally got my xbox one x yay if anybody wants to know anything about it just go on my twitter because i've been ranting <laughs> like a mofo on that pick that up on friday night uh set it up and yeah it's pretty sweet it's it's a hell of a beast of a unit the games such as assassin's creed origins looks incredible the draw distance is is more to it um and it just looks looks really really good the detail in the in the graphics and whatnot i have fired up and had a, a little go on star wars battlefront 2 so is that based in world war one then no <laughs> no that's the one where everyone lives long and prospers oh vietnam then yeah yeah that's the one yeah yes with buck rogers <laughs> great uh, i had a little go and uh, again it looks really really good um but not put too much time into it because i've got ea access on my xbox um you get that five days early or seven days early or something like that not put enough time in to confirm about loot boxes or to say whether it's any good or not. Just had a little blast around. Yeah. Mainly just to geek out on 4K. <laughs> I've, I've pretty much fired up every game that's been Xbox One X enhanced, as they call it, mm. that I've got um, just because. Just out of interest, how long are the patches taking if there are patches for it? Not that long, but I've got my Xbox set into a an idle mode where it'll do the updates uh, on Todd. That's all right then. Um, and what they did, which was quite a smart move by Xbox for a change, <laughs> um, is um, about, probably about a month ago, between a month and two weeks before the, the official launch on the Xbox, standard Xbox or Xbox One S, and this is a tip for anybody that's thinking of upgrading, if you go into your settings, you could tell it to update the updates for xbox one x to enhance all your games oh yeah so when you move all your games over you've already got all the patches Mm -hmm. um which is really good um but it does mean some of the games are 100 gig or more jesus Um, so they're really pushing it this is mainly the games that are 4k um so such as assassin's creed forza things like that the ones that have been uh checkerboxed um probably not so big Mm. Um, but yeah some of them have had quite a sizable update um so assassin's creed i'll go on to the games oh just one last thing about the console uh they did a dolby atmos so it's called a dolby oh, nice experience oh yeah <laughs> it's really good so it's like a spatial yeah uh, demo kind of thing yeah and there are uh one two three four little clips so it's 4k video but also the sound as well yeah so there's one um, in a nature forest kind of thing, uh, which I think is the best one. So you've got the rain going around, uh, and then you've got the rumble of the thunder to test out your sorb, uh, bees flying around and things like that, which sounds really good. Mm. Uh, there's one for uh, the Red Bull car, the F1 car, uh, starting off on a track, and then it goes through like the streets of New York and different things. There's one about glass shattering and a ball throwing and kids running away. And then there's like a two-minute video like an animation that someone's done which takes bits from other films so there's bits where it's like in pirates of the caribbean and uh, an alien film and things like that um, which is a um kind of a homage to different films but again testing out your sound mm. um, and that is really really good so if anybody has got the x or i think it'll work on the s as well uh, but the dolby atmos thing is really good on it 
So that's enough gushing about that console. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins pretty much echo everything of, of Mark from last week, really. Really, really enjoying it. I don't know about you, Mark, but I was in the first area, milling around, doing what you do, and it four hours later it went, oh, you've completed the uh, the prologue. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Took me longer than what I thought to do that. And then you actually um, go out of the, the system and then go back in and kind of start the game, I guess. Put quite a bit of time into it. Didn't realise how big the map is. Hmm. The map is huge. It is gargantuan. Yeah. I've put in a good number of hours onto it now, and I have seen probably less than half of the map. I would say it's probably double the size of GTA, so you can put that into comparison, Ooh, Kev. Wow. If not bigger. I don't know. I always think of um, Just Cause. Just Cause is my go-to for a huge map. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on Just Cause, but... Obviously, it's, it's considerably less dense yeah. than GTA's map. <laughs> There's a lot of... Desert? Empty yeah. desert. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah. desert. But yeah, really liking that. And, and like you said last week, Mark, that the, they've changed the combat, which is good. Takes you a while to get used to it. I remember playing it at, at EGX because I managed to get into a short queue for it. And I was like, oh God, you've, where's my parry button and different things. Although you can get parry, but it's more of a shield parry. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Hmm. It means you're not just rinsing through the game and just killing everyone pretty quickly. If you come up against a, yeah. a guy that's going to hit you hard, he's going to hit you hard and you're going to struggle to get out of it. And uh, if you come up against enemies that are a significantly higher level than you, then they will one-shot you. Yeah, yeah. Not far off the start of the game, once you get into it and you go into the desert, there was a bit where there was some guys there. Um, and yeah, they just, just killed me and I thought, oh, I'll come back to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. done yet. Um, oh, you know, it's when you're looking on the map, all the different areas are kind of have a recommended level bracket. Yes, yeah. Um, which is quite handy. So, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I, I haven't seen half the map is because like, I'll go there later when I'm not such a weakling. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely almost got a, a Dark Souls feel to it. Not as yes. hardcore as Dark Souls, but if something's too hard, it's too hard. Try again later. Don't don't bother. Well, kind mm, of, to an extent. Well, in Dark Souls, you can go anywhere. There are areas that you like absolutely should not go at the beginning, but if you know what you're doing, you can. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's how people have managed to get to the end boss and defeat them without ever leveling the character up. Yeah, um, and, and whatnot. Dark Souls is um, not the best example, but yeah. um, it's I think it's probably more akin to The Witcher or yeah. Mario 3D World. Or Mario 3D World, yeah. That's rock hard. <laughs> no, let's not go there. And it's far more interesting than Assassin's Creed has been in a long time. Um, have you reached the point where you meet Bayek's wife? I think so. Is that the one that gives you a shave? Yeah, she shaves his, his head and his beard off, and I was like, oh, Bayek doesn't look as cool You can anymore. put it back on, though, somewhere. You can go somewhere. Yes. Yeah, I need to do uh, that. No, uh, open up the gear menu oh. and hold... Uh, right trigger and press triangle or Y depending on your console uh, to bring back his hair and left trigger and Y to bring back his beard oh yeah need that looks yeah, better I did it, it immediately looks... as soon as I found that out I was like yeah bring it back yeah oh that's cool so um, listeners you've been listening to Barber's Shop Today podcast <laughs> <laughs> join in next week when we talk about eyelashes well can we talk actually while we're on the subject of the fact that in Super Mario Odyssey 
Mario's hair is a different colour to his moustache. Oh, never really. Oh, my God. Boot it up, load up the menu, and you'll see it like... He's getting older. When Cappy's off his hair, like, his hair's, his hair's lighter than... Uh, uh, it's a different shade to the moustache, but it's like, no hint of grey. So I reckon that Mario is grey, and he's been using Grecian 2000, but Ooh. he picked the wrong colour. I think it's been a false moustache all along. Do you reckon? Yeah. It's just like the brigadier in Doctor Who. It's one of those crappy plastic joke shop moustache, <laughs> fake moustaches. Well, that's the final <laughs> boss, you see. You actually find out that you've got to fight your own moustache. You just end up throwing it all over the place. Yeah. But we dive all. We dive <laughs> Go on, Alec. I've <laughs> <laughs> been playing Call of Duty World War II as well. I've not touched the campaign at all because it's Call of Duty. It's all about the multiplayer. Had a few good games on it. All my mates were like, yeah, let's all get it and play it. And I've played with two of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> standard. But it's nice to be back in a call of duty game where i feel like i have half a chance and i haven't got someone flying over the top of my head and shooting me and jumping around and all that crazy shit that you had on the old ones um so yeah really enjoying it um it is what it is call of duty game you seem to be able to get the loot crates often enough for yourself but i don't think they really do a lot other than give you xp and i've got so many different well the loot crates yeah um you can unlock uh, new call sign banners, yeah. um, emotes, pistol grips for your pistol, which is the most stupid thing ever because you can't ever see it because your hand's round it. Yeah. Nothing particularly game-changing, really. No. Um, just XP boosts that will help you level up faster. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that could be remotely a game-breaking, I guess. But as of yet, you still can't actually spend any real money on that stuff. So No. No, no, and and those boxes as well, the the XP ones, seem to be fairly frequently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just as when you think you might need one, you seem to get one, which is quite nice. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. One of the biggest changes that I've really liked about it is like one of the things that they nicked from Destiny, as well as like the the weird sort of social hub, um, which still doesn't work at the moment. <laughs> good is the um, being able to pick up bounties. Yes, like yeah, those daily and, and weekly challenges. Yeah, like uh, get so many headshots in this particular mode or or whatever. And um, it's like you look around and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm possibly be able to get these ones, but not those ones. So I'll pick those up and then you know, um, yeah, I, I I quite like that addition. There's some easy ones as well where you go into the shooting range and it's I think I had one the other day throw five grenades into a tire and that was a, a fairly quick win some of them are really dumb some of them were like um watch three other players open loot boxes which would depend on you hanging around the open uh, social space waiting for other people to open loot boxes but that's impossible at the moment because no one can actually load into a social space with anyone else because the servers are a mess i haven't seen that since launch day so i wonder if they've taken it out to fix the social space i would assume so yeah i mean that they had one that was like commend 10 other players yeah um which was i was like how the hell did you do that but then i realized you could actually do that in the lobby while uh before a match starts you just oh, okay. go down the list and you can commend all the other players in the lobby so i, I quite like the it's going to sound daft but the the lobby bit when you're all in a game or just about mm-hmm. to start a game and it's like the picture where you're all like doing a little pose as if yes. it's like one of the old school pictures it's quite cool yeah um, it's, it's kind of like almost like a, like a band of brothers style yeah. like <laughs> uh, here's the here's the unit all lining up for their picture yeah um, one of them sitting on a jeep <laughs> yeah been back on Forza Motorsport 7 quite a bit there's no surprise there um, started racing with the Delta Online guy so I did my first competitive race in a while last night uh, did horrendous came last in both races in the lobby I was in 
Um, it's taking part of the accounts apparently <laughs> uh, but to be fair I did only uh, sign up and try and tune the car on Sunday night uh, Saturday night ready for Sunday um, so it is what it is and it's at Yas Marina South I think it was uh, which is a bit of a horrendous course and in the night so nah, start, start as you mean to go on um, so yeah started doing that so that was last night so I spent a couple of hours on that um, and then the last one I've been ploughing into quite a lot of South Park the fractured but whole um, so I think I'm about three quarters through the game maybe a little bit more now and it, it's fantastic it's so wrong in so many ways <laughs> but just so funny it's typical South Park yep. um, yeah what, what, I can't really say a lot without offending someone that will be listening to this <laughs> podcast which I seem to do quite well um, he would be walking on eggshells but, right the way through trying to tell anybody about anything on this game yeah it's just really really good fun you kind of get more abilities as you go through the game you unlock different things there's lots of taking the piss out of DC mm. the very Marvel base and trying to do the whole phase one and phase two <laughs> and um, yeah there's there's not a lot else I can say, but it's a lot more RPG based than I was expecting it to be as well. You know, it, they've not really lost a lot of that from the first one. They uh, stick a truth, have they? Yeah, the, the combat system works really well with the grids. Yep. So you only have a certain amount of spaces to move, but you can move, and then which allows you to either move out of the way of danger, move to someone to hit them, etc., etc. Uh, but so the combat's really good, and yeah, the, I suppose there are costumes and stuff which don't really do a lot. Um, and then you get these, um, they're not tokens, but um, things that allow you to upgrade your abilities a little bit, but it doesn't matter too much. I can't say a lot with that, either spoiling it or offending someone, so I'll leave that one there. <laughs> uh, and then just one last game, just before I do forget uh, about it, I've been picked up uh, Divinity Origin Sins 2 on the PC, which is a game a little bit like Dark Souls 3. Not Dark Souls 3, sorry. Um, Diablo 3 oh right it's isn't it more like the old um, Baldur's Gate style point and click yeah yeah so it's more more point and clicky um, but it's that kind of Diablo 3 in terms of the camera angle and and whatnot. Uh, turn based combat uh, and it's if I'm honest I don't really know what the hell's going on you start (laughs) off with a collar around your neck so you can't do any spells which kind of mutes you uh, and then you remove that and at the minute I'm trying to find someone and create a potion to res something or free something up um, but I'm only level 15 I think or 14 uh, doing it completely co-op with my mate and we've put I thought we'd only put a few hours into it uh, and one of our other friends asked the other day oh how long have you been playing it for and I was like oh about 6 hours and he went yeah 28 oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with those it's like uh, they are time sinks and they are all incredibly complicated like the Divinity Original Sin games and uh, was it Pillars of Eternity was that what it was called the one that came out a few years ago the sort of like love letters to the old Baldur's Gate Neverwinter Nights um, Planescape Torment era of like point and click RPGs where it's just like systems on systems on systems on systems and it's just incredibly complicated to get your head around and there's a very steep learning curve but once you start to get into it it's really really hard to stop (laughs) so this is proper RPG Uh, you Mm. can I'm a knight but then I can use spells and different things and I'll have a little bit of this and a little bit of that to try and do what I can uh, and then my mate's more of an archer so I'm trying to do the survivability thing 
he's trying to shoot from distance to get the damage down. But the good thing is, it is something, a game where you can take your time and go through it bit by bit. So even on the single player, you could do half an hour here and there and just save it wherever you want. So that's really, really good. That it, It'll take you a hell of a long time. But yeah, I didn't realise it had only just come out like in September as well um, when my mate suggested we got it. Uh, sometime mid-October I think uh, so I've put quite a bit of time into it in the last three weeks I think uh, but yeah so that's me um, lots more games I've been playing as well but uh, they're just the, the biggies I guess so what were we called again Divinity Original Sin yes so have they gone to the same random word generator that Horizon Zero Dawn had <laughs> there is a very good reason why the phrase Zero Dawn is in Horizon Zero Dawn, but you'll need to play it to find uh, out. It just looks like too much hard work. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> After all that hard work, I've just gone for something a bit more gentle on the head. Last week, Stuart alluded to this, and it's Lego Ninjago, the movie game on uh, PS4. And I finished it within a couple of days, which is quite a surprise. It felt like I was doing a speed run. Never mind anything else. Very, very enjoyable game. And it's possibly, I would say, the finest film to game adaptation I've seen so far. And that's quite something. Yeah. It works very well. It keeps within the whole Ninjago thing. Anybody that keeps up with it knows exactly the whole plot. Hang on, can I roll this back a second? <laughs> yeah, go on. The greatest film to video game adaptation ever. Yeah. Are you forgetting Goldeneye? <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Mm. I hated Goldeneye. That was rubbish. <laughs> oh, it's a first-person shooter, Cap. Yeah, well, as well as that, I was the guy that was stood in the corner looking at the ceiling while his mate shot him. Sorry, I'm with, I'm with Mark. <laughs> ah, slapping you, mate. <laughs> Humiliate you. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? It was basically um, a variation on a theme, if you like. Uh, there's lots of nice new little twists. Uh, it's your basic Lego game. You just plod through the plot. That's fine. Uh, collect as much stuff as you want. That's fine. Lots of different twists, shall I say, on this. They've got a skill tree, which is something that's not in any of the others. And that means that you can progress however you want. But throughout this plot, you can follow the story mode through. You will unlock all the skills. So don't worry. You don't. There's no wrong way or right way to do it. You know, you can still get everything unlocked by the end of it. You will you will become a master ninja. But it's just a nice little added extra, if you like. It, it's become a bit more of an RPG than anything else, um, which is a strange twist for a Lego game, especially one that's now got an enhanced combat system, which is quite something. Now you're actually fighting the um, foes that you're getting actually know what you're doing so they start to adapt. So if you keep hitting, say, circle button or green button or whatever you are eventually going to get blocked. It doesn't take them long before they'll just crack on with you and that's it. You are screwed. You've got to be able to adapt and survive, which is quite unusual. You don't expect there to be that kind of a level of an AI in a Lego game quite a surprise yeah hmm. yeah it's not, not normally as RPG no not at all um, there's a few minor bugs that I, I didn't cope with too well um, 
when you go into a new area, each area, I can't remember how many there is, I think there's either six or eight, I think there might be eight. Each time you go to a different area, you you know, you're going onto your new hub, if you like, but it's also a level in the story itself, so you're progressing and opening new hubs at the same time, so it's a lot easier than Marvel uh, superheroes where it's all just New York City so you just got this huge area in which to find where the hell you're going next but when you go into these new hubs the loading time is very very slow mm. uh, it, it brings back the Lego City Undercover on the Wii U that kind of level of oh, good grief Shall I just go on and make a steak or something, you know, while I wait for it to load up? But once it's actually kicked in, you're pretty much there. You're sailing. You, you're sailing for another hour or so right through a new level. It was good fun. Plowed through it quite happily. Um, my daughter was there as well as my guide because she's obviously the resident expert in Lego Ninjago. I don't know a great deal about it. Lloyd, the green ninja... Uh, his father is actually the huge bad guy and there's a whole thing behind it and I'm thinking, good God, this is like Star Wars. But, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I got everybody's backstory and I was told what elements there were and everything like that. Not by the game, but by my three-year-old who now wants to play it more than I do. Not a lot else I've played, to be honest, apart from Ruya on my iPhone. Uh, still ploughing through that, which is a fantastic, lovely little match three game with a story to it. Uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with the guys f- that actually developed it, and yeah, still sweet as not that one. Now all that bumps out of the way, we're going to talk about this week's topic, which is trophies or gamer rewards. Would you say the Achievements, yeah, I think it depends on what language you're speaking. But, um, yeah, I'll give you a bit of background first. The whole thing kicked off with the advent of the Xbox 360, and it was quite a while before Sony followed suit and introduced trophies that you could display on your home in PlayStation Home for a while. God, I can't think why they got rid of that, can you? Hmm. Well, PlayStation Home? <laughs> uh, man, it, PlayStation Home was a... Wonderful, wonderful mistake. And the, anyway, they're still both going strong with loads uh, of trophies. Don't forget Steam. Steam's got achievements as well. Has it? Mm-hmm. Oh my word. Well, there you go. They're even worse. But they're all still going strong with loads of trophy hunters out there, and there's many websites dedicated to this obsession. So this week we've been talking about gamer points and trophies, and it all started when I posed the question of if there's a game out there that's on multi-platforms, would you buy it on the one you were collecting rewards on, be it Microsoft or Sony, even if you knew it wasn't as good on that platform? What's your thoughts? No. That was a great episode. See you next week. (laughs) No, um... (laughs) Like I kind of cared for a while about my Xbox Live game score. Mm. Me and a friend of mine would like seek out which particular games were easy to get like a hundred percent achievements on. Go and get them yeah. from game. 
get like smash the smash out all the achievements every weekend and then go back to gain them trade them back in um i remember doing that uh playing the entirety and getting all of the achievements for the darkness 2 in one weekend so i could trade it back in <laughs> but then i like completely abandoned my xbox game score when i switched over to um ps4 for this generation and to be honest i don't really care hmm. that much like if there was a game um, now, uh, if, if if there was a say, for instance, like a a game that ran pretty much the same on, uh, if I had an Xbox One, on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch, I would be more likely to get it on the Switch, despite the fact that's the only one out of those three that doesn't have any sort of achievement system. You see, I think the achievement thing is basically a natural progression from when you used to have character unlocks and stuff like that. You know, when you level up every now and again, yes. you get something else. So it's a weird one because it, it, I I can't figure out exactly why this became a thing. You know, the whole rewards and stuff. It's like carrot and stick, you know, and you think, ah, oh, I must now go back and play. It's kind of cool, or at least, like, I mean, it's lost its... You know, it's, it's it's appeal for me. I mean, obviously, I still care if like a platinum trophy pops or something. Hmm. But like, you know, back in the day, the, the height of Xbox Live, when those trophies would pop, uh, it would be like, oh, yeah. I, I did something good. I did something cool. That and noise was very satisfying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, I still think like there are there are two main ways in which trophies and achievements are good. Firstly, is when games. Actually, no, sorry, sorry, three. So firstly, when games do something really interesting with the trophies, so like they f- they force you to do something unexpected. Uh, you, you, like you do something unexpected and then get rewarded with the trophy and you didn't think, you think, well, how the hell is there a trophy linked to that? And that's always mm. quite fun. Yeah. Secondly, when games reward you for going off the beaten path now the 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 one i always remember for this is uh brothers a tale of two sons when i don't think there are any trophies or achievements or or very limited trophies or achievements attached to just playing through the story Mm. there were lots of trophies and achievements um attached to interacting with the world in interesting ways along that route yeah, Life is Strange is pretty much the same as well. Yes, There's yeah. very little that's actually story-based, but if you start wandering around and interacting with characters that may seem secondary, you probably mm-hmm. find you'll get a lot more unlocked that way. Yes. Uh, and the, the, the third main way that I think the trophies and achievements can be good is sort of like a um, progress tick sheet. Mm-hmm. So something like Destiny, uh, the trophies are attached to unlock all the abilities for each of the three classes, play a match of Trials of the Nine, play a, a, play a prestige strike, um, complete the raid, so on and so forth. It's like, yes, I've done this particular activity, ticked off, there's a trophy for it. And also a games that uh, it's very easy to get lost in, like um, any sort of, any Bethesda open world game, um, um, Skyrim being a, a, a big example of this, where it's sort of like trophies were a very good milestone of your progress through that game. Hmm. To the point where, back when I had first, when I had it on 360 and, and I wanted to play through it again, I really, really wished there was a way to wipe the trophies off your system so that you can unlock them all <laughs> over again because I used those as like a, you know, like as milestone markers for, for my progress through that game. 
Well, Forza used to do the same thing. I don't know whether they still do, because obviously I've not played any of the latest generation ones, but I certainly know that you used to be able to tell how well you were doing by what class you were in, you know, because every now and again you'd level up. Are they still doing that, Ali? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but it's more about mileage and mm. seeing how quick you can go in a straight line. And for the amount I've played the Forza games... yeah. And the amount of hours I've put into them and how little trophies I have on them <laughs> tells you something. Yeah. I mean, personally, trophies for me I and uh, achievements and stuff, I love them. Yeah. And I do think that, not being a fanboy, but I do think Xbox have done a better job with it. But it does depend on the developers. Mm. And what I mean by this is that when you get an, a, an achievement on the Xbox One, depending on what the developer's done with it, Sometimes you get a really nice image, which you can use as a wallpaper oh, right. for the for your Xbox One console, yeah. um, which is really, really good. But then you get some that cop out. Uh, so, for example, uh, what have I just been playing? I think it's the Assassin's Creed trophies are just a symbol. Mm. There's not a lot to it. But then if you put Tomb Raider in, Gears of War, something like that, a lot of it, granted, is first party, but Ubisoft do them on some games and you get a really really nice picture Forza it could be of a car uh, but in a scene like going through a sunset or something like that nice. uh, Tomb Raider was different images of and sometimes it can be concept art as well and then you can blow that up to 1080p oh, 4k cool. whatever and then put it as your desktop wallpaper really really good mm. and I think on the 360 they did do some achievements for the Fable games and things where once you got that achievement, you got an in-game item. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, and I really like them. And, and also now there's a different noise if it's a rare achievement as well. Oh. Um, I don't know what constitutes a rare achievement, what the, the threshold is, but if not many people have got it, you now get a little diamond and they've crisped that achievement noise. All right. Um, so when that, that pings, uh, you know that you've you've done something and not a lot of people have done it. Um, which is really, really nice. I know PlayStation have got something very, very similar, but it doesn't change it as such. You just get a rarity thing next to it. Yeah, it just shows uh, you Xbox. the um, percentage of people who've played that game have unlocked that trophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Xbox have done like, the noise thing, which I guess they pioneered or whatever. Uh, but they, yeah, they've, they've engineered that. I really like achievements as long as they're achievable. Mm. Um, so... Both me and myself and Mark, I'm, I'm hope I'm not going to open up wounds here. Have put quite a lot of time into Mad Max, <laughs> and I'd love to platinum that or or hundred percent it, thousand gamer points, whatever. But that game can go to hell if it thinks I'm grinding <laughs> that anymore. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's there's games like Call of Duty that where you've got to do the whole game on standard, then you've got to do it again on another level and then do the whole thing again on veteran or whatever and you think seriously how many times do you want me to play this game good grief um, sometimes they do it right where it's like if you play it on the hardest difficulty it will unlock the trophies for all the difficulties below that yeah yeah it's only games like doom where you have to play it through hmm. at a certain difficulty for it to then unlock the next one yeah that's where it does become a bit of a, a piss take mm. What I thought you were going to mention, Ali, was do you remember in Titanfall 2 the uh, time attack challenge on the training course? Yeah. I got every single trophy in that game <laughs> except that one, and I can't get it. Yeah, it's where you have to beat his time or something. Yeah, and it? it's so hard. But then it's it's making you want it. I think for me, the, the, 
trophies, achievements, or whatever, give you a bit of a sense of achievement. Yeah, they definitely do that. And it, it's, I guess, bragging rights as well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, though. And you think, well, you know, really, how much do you brag about it? But at the end of the day, when was the last time that you said to your mates, ha, yeah, I'm level 12 now, yeah, check me out, I've got the biggest dick in the room now. <laughs> you don't do it, do you? Every day. Yeah, I, 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 felt, uh, I did feel pretty good that, when I got the Destiny 2 Platinum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the thing, again, that Xbox has done, and obviously, out of the three of us, I'm the only one that's had exposure to this, but and, and Adam will probably see this as well, is you've got a bit more of a profile now. And what you can do on your profile is link your achievements that you're most proud of and clips of stuff and whatnot as well. So if people do want to check out your profile, you can enhance your bragging rights there if you like. And if there's a really hard achievement to get, you can go, hey, lads, I've got this really rare achievement, you know, and I got it this time and and different things. There are people that are are hardcore at these things um, and whatnot. Mm. Uh, I do look at my game of points and so now I'm I'm at a point where I'm about to hit a fairly hefty threshold I guess on the Xbox and I want to get there um, the difference for me uh, between the games is uh, going back to your original question is at the minute I don't pick what console I play the game on it may change well, it will change now I've got my Xbox One X but if it's multiplayer I probably will get it on my PS4 yeah. because there's more people playing on the PS4 with mainly shooter games. So if it's my mates and, you know, maybe Mark and Colm and whoever mm. have all got it on a certain console, then I will lean that way just for that social interaction. If it's a single player or I know not really any of my mates are going to be bothered about it, I'll get it on my Xbox. I would say I'm more bothered about my gamer score than I am achievements. Yeah, now here's a thing then. Just without looking, can you actually say what your gamer score is? Uh, near enough, yeah, <laughs> because I'm I'm a bit obsessed with it at the minute. So I'm at forty nine thousand seven hundred and something. Jesus, well, all right then. <laughs> Just because I know I'm uh, like a few things on a few games, yeah. will proc me and I'll ping that nice fifty k. <laughs> That's what I'm working towards at the minute. But yeah, uh, I think I've got I'm rank ten or whatever it is on the PS4, right? And about. 90% through that to get to rank 11. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how many trophies, like bronze, silver, no. gold. I've got two platinums, I know that much. And I started again because I had a different gamer tag when I was on. But yeah, my Xbox One, I do know. <laughs> how about you, Mark? Roughly, where do you think you are? Uh, well, my gamer score, I've got absolutely no idea because I don't I think the last time I unlocked a trophy on... Sorry, I unlocked an achievement on Xbox Live was 2013. Yeah. On PlayStation, uh, on PSN, I think I'm level 14 or 15. I know I've got five Platinums because yeah. Destiny 2 was my fifth one. <laughs> but that's about it. No, but it's not something I really pay that much attention to. There are, I mean, I sometimes I'll go and have a look on the trophy list and I'll, I'll go down my list of games and I'll be like, oh, I'm really close to getting the Platinum on that game. Mm. I should probably go back and finish off, but then I never do. <laughs> well, partly because you'll look at the actual thing and go, hang on, I've got to do what? Mm. You know, I've got to sweep a yard for two days. No, yeah. I don't think yeah. I'll bother with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in two minds because I like getting achievements and trophies. I don't particularly like having to grind it and do some really stupid things. Mm. 
but then I don't mind the ones where I have to explore for them. So like Mad Max is just ridiculous. The amount of time I've put into that, I'd expect to have two Platinums yeah. for that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> whereas other games, you, they just give them out like candy. Some games, you, you start up the game, and you're like, oh, well done, here you go. Yeah. Here's an achievement. NBA like, were like that. I've not done anything yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just go into the menu, and that's it. Five points. Oh, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I think some of them are a little bit silly. Uh, others are a little bit too difficult. But I guess that's when you can brag to your mates. But it's like you're welcome to it sometimes if they've spent <laughs> 15 hours like you say sweeping a certain bit of grass or <sighs> whatever yeah you know yeah. who can be bothered with that well, I've just looked it up my gamer score on Xbox Live is 27,213 oh great I really do blow you into the ground then but yes. thanks to Britney's yeah. dance beat I think <laughs> <laughs> this is where uh, Ali just makes us all embarrassed now oh yeah he's just gonna <laughs> like, it's like I haven't touched mine since 2013 but that's the thing even though we've all been mates for a while well a good while now you know I don't think any of us have actually discussed what points we've got or even really actively discussed it until today yeah I don't know I think I would go oh how did you get that or I think the the thing is, is the internet spoils us in some way because it'd be good if it was back in the day where Google wasn't around too much. Mm. I know it's hard to believe for anybody that's <laughs> younger than myself and Mark listening to this. Um, Shit, remember those days when we had to remember things. <laughs> you had to learn stuff. Back in those <laughs> days, I think it would be a bit more advantageous, I guess, or people might come up to you and go, I've seen you've got this achievement. How the hell did you do it? Mm. Um, Brady Games <laughs> yeah I mean the other thing is, is I guess apart from myself Adam and Mark none of us really play the same games as such there's the odd one here and there mm. on the Switch yeah it's not a big crossover yeah so we're not all playing the same game at the same time so say we we're all doing Destiny and doing the raid we could then all aim to get that achievement I guess mm. um, so this is just speaking specifically about the Laps Gamer podcast. Yeah. So we're not actually, as a team, striving towards something. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I think we're striving towards the most bizarre collection of games on the Game of the Year show, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least a couple of the Platinums I've got in my, my list of, my whopping list of five Platinums, are um, <laughs> Telltale Games, which you just need to have played through. Yeah. To get the platinum. Yeah. Except the Wolf Among Us, where you had to yeah. go and do yes, alternates yeah. on a couple of scenes. But yeah. otherwise, yeah. But then on the other end of the spectrum, um, one of the platinums I've got is for Hitman Go, which oh my I'm word. really proud of. Oh, God, that is so impossible. Yeah, well done for that. That's the mm. one where you were, you actually had the graph paper out into yes. it and you were just working out the puzzles while you were at work. <laughs> I think yeah. I've still got them, so if you want to borrow my drawings sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I still haven't got that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the one platinum that I've probably... Oh, it's, it's one of two, uh, and the other one's Telltale Game, would be Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> Wow, because that did take me quite a while That's to a get that big one. Um, yeah, and it was. I think the other thing is, is stuff like Code at Moments that encourage you to not only finish a game, which is good, mm-hmm. but also get the platinum, and you get more points for getting the platinum. Yeah. So I just went balls to the wall and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no chance of getting the platinum. <laughs> I think I've- you have. Get some Telltale games under your belt. Well, I've been collecting PlayStation trophies now since the PlayStation 3 launched, and um, I think I've still only got about five Platinums, if that. 
I oh, don't okay. even know. <laughs> it's very rare that a game has a platinum where I think, yes, I want that. I've got Lego Dimensions. <laughs> I want the platinum on that bugger. Most of the games I've got on my list, you look at the trophy list and you're like, right, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not getting the platinum on this because it will entail too much of doing something that I just do not find fun. Mm. Like forcing you down into to playing uh, a, you know, a, a tacked on multiplayer mode in a game that really didn't need a multiplayer mode and then attaching trophies to it as well. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, it just pisses me off. You see, that's the thing me and Andy were talking about um, that's on the podcast occasionally when he's not covered in nappies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about how you're forced down the online route with a lot of games now, mm-hmm. uh, which really does tick me off because there's stuff like Grand Theft Auto, which I've completed five or six times now. Yep. And I've still only got maybe 40% of the trophies, and I'll never get a platinum on that. And I've not got a platinum on Grand Theft Auto 4 either, for the simple reason I'm just not going to play it online. It's just full of idiots online and a lot of stuff that I just don't want to do. And a lot of the time I can't play with the other people online, you know, like my friends and stuff, because they're normal human beings that go to sleep at night. Yeah. So it just makes it impossible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of online trophies, achievements, whatever, Um, just because they're they're a chore to get at times. And sometimes they have to be really good. Unless it's a game that is like an MMO or something oh, like yeah. Overwatch yes. or Gran Turismo Sport or something like that where it is an online game. And yes. it's like, well, yeah. you yeah. know what you're getting in for. Yeah, but th- yeah. you don't just do half and half or a half-assed yeah. idea of, oh, well... I came very close to getting the Platinum on uh, PS3 in The Last of Us. Uh, I did all of the trophies in the single player mode, even playing it on the, playing it through on the hardest difficulty and finding yeah. all the collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there were trophies attached to the multiplayer, and the multiplayer in that game was really good. But it required a level of coordination uh, and team play, and at that time I didn't have that many friends on PSN and mm. the ones I did, not many of them were playing The Last of Us multiplayer and so it was like, I'm never going to get this Platinum, which is a yeah. shame because I absolutely adore that game uh, and I would have loved to have gotten all the trophies in it, even though, like, you know they don't matter, really but I would have loved <laughs> to have got thing. all the trophies but but some of them yeah. are locked off behind content, it's like, well, you know what if um, you got The Last of Us and you um didn't like play you didn't want to play online what if you didn't have the internet exactly what if you don't have a a ps plus account (laughs) yeah yep Uh, it's annoying when it when it happens in a game that i that i care about but to be honest that's quite rare these days it's then a case of are you becoming obsessed with it have i become that person you know (laughs) i really need to get that platinum can't i just move on and just go outside and see some sunshine might be interesting to see what you think you are do you think you're a trophy hunter are you somebody that's going to be mugged every time you get a game and have to then play it through to platinum or are you quite happy to just walk away with a game you've seen the final credits for but you know as far as trophies are concerned it's only half done it's a weird one 
So, moving on. Uh, Shout-outs, just the normal, lovely, lovely people that talk about us and tweet to us and ask us questions and send us emails and just say lovely things, which is quite weird, really, because I'm used to people just throwing abuse at me on Twitter. (laughs) Never mind. Um, so it always makes for a nice change. And that's about it from us, I reckon. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Yeah. Shall yeah. we get out yeah. of here? Yeah. 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 I want to go to bed. Okay, then. <laughs> it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> With that, we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Ta-ra. I'll do big. I am actually going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>